Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, I'm uh, doing doing pretty well, uh, actually. Um, uh, I'm trying try to be honest with these uh, things mm-hmm. uh, lately. I'm in... Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in, I'm in a good, uh, good place exercising a lot lately, getting a lot of good. exercise, 10 to 12,000 steps a day. Plus, uh, uh, um, I am, I am probably in the best shape right now that I have been as an adult. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, which is, I still have like room to grow. I still, you know, I still, uh, uh, drink too much beer and I've got a little paunch and everything, but, um, uh, feeling, feeling good. And, do you uh, lift? um, not a lot, but yes, I, I mean, I'm, nice. I'm, not, I'm not trying to like bench like 500 or whatever, but yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm doing strength training, uh, and core training. Um, the next time I see you, I'm going to, I'm going to check those guns and, uh, no, I got to, yeah, I got them to, to, to show off. They're uh, fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, uh, here's how far down this has been like, uh, people have, uh, you know, it's been a year of pandemic and quarantine mm-hmm. and everything. People have taken on different, uh, 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 projects apparently wellness is I, I, i'm still like you know occasionally uh eating an entire pizza uh, uh, at once but like not only am i eating like i'm on like the mediterranean quote-unquote mediterranean diet you know cooking for, cooking for myself making like uh healthy you know um uh, uh protein rich you know good fat type of foods um and in working out i'm also doing mindfulness meditation every day i have meditated at least 10 minutes a day every day for the last 124 days according to my app that i use you feel like Um, it has uh made a difference or do you feel like it's just kind of kept you on an even keel no it's definitely made a difference in in how i react to my own emotions Uh, (laughs) um but uh i'm not going to plug any one app but um uh, uh, I will say the thing that back when I was in therapy, that my therapist spent three years trying to get me to do mindfulness meditation. Here's what it took. Okay. Here's what it took is that I, another thing I did during the pandemic, I signed up for a, uh, quarterly, uh, box of fun stuff from GQ. Oh, um, and they sent me like a three month trial period of this, of this app. So that's, that's apparently what my therapist couldn't do was just pay for my first three months. There you go. And then I would have done it, but I, I've clearly, I've surpassed three months and I'm, I'm into it. Uh, that's not what I meant to go with this, but, uh, you were talking on the Patreon this week, uh, uh about your, uh, positive mental health. And maybe this mm-hmm. is just the week we shine a light on when there's so many bad things going on in the world with, with, yeah. uh, with multiple mass shootings. Speaking of which, by the way, um, our book is available. And if you buy our book, what day is this uh, episode going up? Uh, okay. You've still got time. Um, yeah. if you buy our book, uh, uh, battleship retention presents the 101 best movies of the 2010s. If you buy it in March, we will donate the proceed, uh, the entire proceeds, um, not the shipping charge that goes to shipping. We can't, uh, help that, but the entire proceeds cost of the book we donated to Asian Americans, Asian Americans advancing justice Atlanta. So, uh, buy the book, uh, this is the best time to do it. It's a book we stand by and it goes to a good cause, uh, yeah. right now. So I wanted to mention that. And then I also want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Um, Today I was listening to uh, a new EP by a band. uh, I want to say they're German, um, a screamo band 
called Letter Bombs. Um, and yeah, I could, uh, I've actually been, yeah, I talk about going on these long walks every morning, spend a lot of time listening to music and thinking about music while I'm doing it. Sure. I have so many thoughts that would take me the whole episode to, 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 to uh, run down all my opinions on the changing place of emo music in our pop culture and my changing attitudes toward it. But uh, I, I won't do that uh, here. I've just been listening to a lot more emo type stuff lately, but I will say I, I single out the letter bombs because their EP has maybe the most emo title I can imagine. It's called burn this poem after reading. <laughs> Sounded great on my tweetdaddy.com earbuds that are available at a low, low price at tweetdaddy.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweetdaddy.com and use the offer code pretension. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tyler? Yes? We have a guest uh, for an episode that I'm very, very excited about. Um, uh, I'm hoping uh, we are essentially kicking off our wrap-up of 2020. We always peg our wrap-up episodes to the oscars so that's why we're doing it so much later mm-hmm. uh than than usual but this is from now through the oscars all our main uh, uh numbered episodes will be about the movies of the year 2020 and this is a new one we've never done before i'm hoping that uh it's something we can add to the rotation in in the future because uh and i haven't i'll introduce in a minute our guest is someone um uh, a friend of mine that i uh and a friend of the show but we'll get to that uh that i talk to uh regularly and every year he texts me like what are the best needle drops of movies this year, meaning the best uses of sort of existing popular songs in, in a movie. And as you and I have talked, Tyler, you, when you podcast for long enough, any conversation that could be a podcast, you start going, well, why isn't this a podcast? Yeah. So I decided every, every thought you have yeah. eventually, it's like, why am I not expressing this to strangers? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then if you watch a movie or a TV show that you're not planning on, talking about the podcast it feels like you're slacking off um yeah anyway that's not the point the point is um uh the 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 friend uh who uh, of me and the friend of the show who's back he's been on the show once years ago uh i don't think you were there tyler i think it was me um uh and jason eakin uh oh yes and 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 this person but he also uh for a long time used to do a podcast with me called previously on i We'll ask him if he knows where all those episodes are. Please welcome back to the show, Sean Ingram. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Yeah, thanks for coming. Do you have do you have the previous thing on episodes? I do. Okay, good. Yes, as far as I know, they're scrubbed from the internet. But I yeah. have them on a hard drive. So, That's uh, good because you guys said a lot of racist stuff on that show. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, well, I did once, uh, a listener did once ask me, and I never, don't think I ever got back to him. This was years ago. So if you're listening, I hope you were still listening. Um, if I could get him our, like, 
was it like Archive. a six hour Sopranos uh, retrospective yeah. we did? I have those if he still wants them. Yeah, reach out to us again because now that I know where they are, I can get them uh, to. But yeah, previously on was a show that we did about uh, television. Yeah, um, Sopranos, great show for needle drops. Oh my, oh, yes. for sure, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what's the one? What, what do you? Uh, what do you think of as the great needle drop? Uh, great needle drops of the Sopranos. My personal favorite is evidently Chicken Town by John Cooper Clark. Yeah, that's Christopher's Marriage. Yeah, no, Christopher's, uh, Christopher's uh, the baptism. Oh, it's a christening. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. What's the? Um, uh, is it? What in white in white caps? What does he blast from the boat to to bug the the neighbor? It's like a oh, Dean Martin. Uh, some Dean Martin live thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget the song. Yeah, but we hear it over and over again. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I think of is, I believe, it's the end of season five when tony is uh, emerging uh in the i think in the snow uh to their backyard and it's that uh, van morrison song glad tidings yeah. and i remember that really stuck with uh, stayed with me i like that one a lot that's a really good one um but yeah we're not here to talk about the best uh, <laughs> needle drops of the sopranos um we're 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 here to talk about the best needle drops of of 2020 but first let's I, it's been i'm trying to think when that i want to say that was like 2013 when you were on with jason it, it ha i think it had to be earlier because i remember we spoke a bit about zombie land and we felt hesitant to spoil bill murray's oh, so, appearance in that movie. wow oh it must have been even that, earlier then. that was over a decade ago right yeah and it was, uh, this is weird. Cause it was, I don't know where you, why you weren't on the episode, Tyler, but it was at okay. your apartment. It was yeah, your I, apartment I on, on, I guess we can say now where you lived three places ago on Whitset. Yeah. Um, Maybe I was traveling. Yeah. But, uh, so it was me, Jason and, and, and Sean. And that was where I talk about embarrassing things. Uh, not, uh, thankfully not racist things, but very embarrassing no. things committed to, uh, uh, internet, um, memory now is me learning as a grown adult that, uh, about the word segue that I, I said, I said Sieg because that's how mm. I, I'd always read it. And I said it and, and Sean and Jason were like, Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> And I you learned thought, on, on the air that like, oh, that word Segway that people use, that's that other word that I'm yeah. familiar with from reading. So you were aware of Segway. I, I, I vaguely recall this. You were aware of the word Segway, but you thought it was something else. I guess so. I never put two and two, two, and two together. I'd heard people say Segway and I had read S-E-G-U-E. Right. And in my head, I just always said. You know what? You're C. not the only one. I've, I've, heard, I've heard other people do that. So, that is frustrating spelling, I will say, yeah. for that word. Um, I mean, I, I still have this problem because I, um, uh, I, re I, I refuse, other than like watching election results, maybe, I refuse to watch news because uh, right. I, uh, I'm a snob about that. And so I read news. And But the downside of that is there are very sure. famous politicians and stuff that I actually don't know how to say their names because I've only, uh, only read it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that I, uh, I was referring to the, uh, Republican, uh, donors as the Koch brothers for so long because I knew, oh. I knew who Ed, <laughs> like Koch, Ed Koch was. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, okay, it must be like that. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, anyway, that's not, that's not the point we're, we're, we're off, off topic. Uh, Sean, how are you? How are you? How have you been in the past decade plus? 
Yeah, it's been great. Things are finally looking up. Oh, good. I know you were on the fence there like five years ago, but uh, yeah. I'm glad. It's all turned around now. There you go. It's all <laughs> happening. No, um, things are good. You know, I, I'm, I'm off the podcast circuit, obviously, but uh, I'm doing well. You know this, but. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, speaking of, yeah, we've known you, I've known you for so long at this point. Um, we speaking of the Sopranos, I met you. It all comes back your with me because i was friends with your roommate yeah at the time and Were you so co-workers you, at that point or just um no i wasn't co-workers okay. with him uh yet uh, but uh yeah you guys hosted a sopranos finale viewing party and that's where mm-hmm. you and i met so that was what 2007 that's right yeah yeah um and um i should say to the listeners who don't know i met my wife through sean Sean went mm. to high school with You're welcome. Well, yeah, we're, with Natalie. Uh, and Natalie and I were just talking just last night, actually, about your old apartment on Hayworth in West Hollywood. Sure. Because she was like, oh, right. The only thing she, she only went there like once for a party you guys had and she lost her phone. And I was like, how long ago was that? And she was like, well, it was a flip phone. So that was how, <laughs> that was yeah. how long ago it was. Uh, but anyway. Uh, we're not, uh, here to talk about this. Uh, you're a big music fan. The things that you and I talk about more, more, more often than not are, are music related. Uh, that's why we're doing this topic, but what, uh, what are you listening to lately? Any, any recommendations? Have you heard this band band letter bombs? Uh, no, but I looked them up while you were talking. I guess they're from Finland actually. Oh, Finland. Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I hadn't heard them, but our, our mutual friend, um, Ryan, right. uh, is a big fan of emo stuff, so I bet he's heard them. Yeah. Have you heard um, the, uh, speaking of emo EPs from this year, the Arm's Length EP? No. Oh, that's maybe my favorite EP of the year so far, and I'm... I'm stunned at myself because I would have, if you went back to like when Screamo was like new, when I was like in high school, I like, was, I looked down on it so much um, as, as being like uh, uh, essentially just like glorified mall, mall punk. Um, and, and now uh, I, I, I don't know how I've become in my late thirties, I've become more emo than I was as a teenager. <laughs> well, you- I, I can vouch for that. That's definitely true. <laughs> Well, you were talking about, I forget how you worded it, something about reacting to your own emo- emotions. So maybe, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm more in touch. It's, it's healthy. I listen to emo because I'm mentally healthy. That's, that's what you think of when someone's really into emo. Yeah. You think yes. uh, that person's got it together. <laughs> I think he's in touch with his own emotions. I think, I think maybe the best way to phrase it is that, David, you're in touch with more emotions than anger. Uh, I think you had a pretty good handle on that one for a long time. But uh, now you realize, oh, there's a whole spectrum. That's fun. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Uh, uh, we've decided uh, we're, 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 doing, we're doing five needle drops from uh, 2020. Uh, I'm saying each, but we haven't run ours by each other. So there might be some overlap. Um, uh, we're not doing these in alphabetical or in, sorry, and we're not ranking these is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm doing mine in alphabetical order by, um, by movie title, but, 
we're just going to each go around to you know do five do one at a time um sean as the guest do you want to start uh sure why not um i'll go alphabetical as well stick with that um my first pick is sissy strut by the meters in another round and i don't know if I know David's seen it. Yeah, I, I have not seen it. There's a good chance any movie that you mention, I probably will have not seen because okay. uh, uh, I've been busy with with uh, kids. But uh, but yeah, I've heard good things about another round. Okay, yeah, really like the movie. Um, uh, if David needs a reminder or the listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah um, set the scene. <laughs> assuming you know, well, okay, so the basic premise is, is this group of uh, childhood friends and uh, decide to start drinking during the day uh, to maintain a certain yeah to blood maintain alcohol. a certain level of, of blood alcohol um, during the day and see like what it does to their lives if they you know see how it goes um, and then you know things I won't get into the plot details yeah but um, what I like about this needle drop. Uh, first of all, and this is kind of a running thing with my picks. Um, it's a literal needle drop. Uh, they're playing the okay, record. Yes, in, I know in, this. Uh, in, I know, uh, remember the scene now. Yeah, one of the guys' apartments. Yeah, but uh, basically, this arrives at the point in the movie where they decide. I think one of the I think the term used by one of the characters is total oblivion. <laughs> he says, "Like, let's get, let's just go to the limit," you know, just. <laughs> basically get wasted every day because they, yeah, you know, they've been, they've been, they start low and they start pushing it and, you know, things escalate. Um, but what I like about it is uh, it's a super, super fun song. I mean, you've probably heard it if, even if you don't know the title, but it's a really fun song and it's a really fun scene and it's fun to watch these guys, uh, you know, drink together. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's sort of weaponized against you because it's like, no, this is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> this is not, this is not a fun decision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, you, you said a part, it's a guy's home that where he lives with his wife and child and, and you know children, that they're, yeah. you know that they're coming back at some point. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> That's in the back of your head. Uh, yeah. The whole time. But yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ton of fun. It's a, it has this sort of montage uh, feel. Um, mm -hmm. And I like, uh, what's the, like, there's a cocktail they keep drinking. I can't remember what they're. It's just old fashions. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're like cutting orange. Yeah. They're cutting like, orange peels and orange peels. Peels. Yeah. sugar cubes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I like I like the um, the juxtaposition of the like fun nature of the song and the what you're watching, but sort of in the back of your mind, you you I don't know, you feel unease about the whole thing. Um, great pick. My uh, I'll go next. Is that okay with okay. Tyler? Sure. Um, my first one is also a drinking movie uh, from the documentary bloody nose, empty pockets, which is a movie. There's a jukebox playing. So there's a plenty that I could pick, but I decided to pick a, a, a joyous scene in the, in the documentary where, um, it's the last night of the, if you haven't seen the movie, it's the last, uh, or at least the premise. It's the last, it's the last night of this bar is going to be open. These are all the regulars. And, uh, in the middle of the night, they, 
they light a bunch of, of uh, sparklers and then run out to the, the, the bar's parking lot and they're like standing on top of cars and, and spinning uh, sparklers uh, around. And the, the song that's playing, talk about juxtaposition, the song that's playing on the jukebox is Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover by Sophie B. Hawkins, um, which is a, it's a, it's a, it's a jam. It's a, it's a groove. It has nothing to do with what's going on at that, at that moment. Um, but that's just sort of, I, I think that's part of what the movie captures is, is that, that bar feel like, um, there's a jukebox and song come on and they don't have one, anything to do with one another and necessarily, uh, someone, someone picked it maybe 45, 50 minutes ago and it's, and it, and it's coming on, uh, now, but it is, uh, the songs that, you know, the, this, this corny early two thousands, was it early two thousands, uh, pop like, uh, hit, uh, um, uh, uh, and there, and there's something I think kind of, uh, beautiful about and, and poetic about like this, this moment isn't, is, uh, kind of, there's a, there's a cheapness and a sadness to like, uh, this dive bar is closing down. These people are not like, uh, you, you know, they're dive bar regulars. They're, they're not exactly, uh, pillars of society or whatever. They've got cheap sparklers. Like there's a, there's a chintiness to the whole thing. And yet the emotion of it is very real. And I feel like that kind of disposable pop song, uh, is a, is a perfect pairing to that. There's a, there's an, an elation and also, um, uh, a cheesiness at, at the same time. Yeah, I, I I love that movie, and um, there's great music throughout. I there's a Gucci Man song at some point uh, okay. that I liked, and um, I sort of we're kind of we're allowed at this point to talk about the nature of that movie, the production. Right? Yeah, yeah. I sort of wonder how curated that soundtrack actually is. I mean, ostensibly it's a jukebox, but at the same time. This is not a documentary documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. For people who don't know. So it's, it's it, the movie was made as far as the actual minute, but I mean like the actual production of capturing the images, it was made like a documentary, but it was the entire premise is set up. The, the premise of the movie is false that this bar in Las Vegas is, is, is open for the last night the bar uh is actually in algiers just uh across the river from new orleans and louisiana it's still open you i mean knowing louisiana you can probably go there now <laughs> um uh the people were a sort of variety of actual like bar regulars and uh and cast but there was no there's no script there's no dialogue they just like put these people in the bar and said here's what's happening in this scene yeah just 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 go they're not, and they right. shot they're, they're not actors necessarily right yeah they're, although the the main uh michael i think um uh no. the, the 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 if there's a main character the main guy um actually has acted and uh, um uh is a right. local actor in new orleans but um uh as far as the music i actually read about like they um for licensing reasons a lot of the time they would turn the jukebox off just to shoot conversations for a while and put music on it afterwards because they can't like they couldn't afford to license all of these songs. Right. So but it is the, curated. But over the course of the day, as these people are, they're really getting drunk. Like the, mm -hmm. the alcohol is not fake. They're really getting drunk and they're really like bar types. They would start getting like angry, like put on some fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> and so every once in a while they'd have to like, like a release valve. They'd have to have to play a song uh, uh, to keep the, 
the drunks uh, uh, mollified. <laughs> uh, all right, Tyler. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to think like what order to, to put these in. Um, a lot of mine are very obvious. I've seen them on like other lists as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I like, it takes a lot because I, I mean, I, I like, I like music. I have, uh, the, the bands I like and the music I like. And, and when a song is used well, I will take note of it. Um, but it's also, there are just, if I'm familiar with a song that usually helps. And because oh, I'm, I don't think I'm, yeah. I don't think I'm quite as well-rounded as you guys, as far as, um, uh, music that I'm aware of. So it's pretty, so a topic like this is, is pretty rough for me. Uh, but I'll, and I'll give, I'll, I'll give the first example, uh, of a, of a song that, that I knew previously and, uh, it's playing in the reality of, of the movie the movie is Minari and, uh, the song. So they go to visit a, uh, it takes place. The film takes place in the eighties and they go to visit a church in Arkansas and uh, afterwards they uh there's like a little potluck dinner and uh playing just in the background you know because the church has some music playing is uh, michael w smith's uh friends are friends forever uh and i love I'm, i love some uh, christian adult contemporary well that's, uh, i don't i don't <laughs> care for the song uh i don't know the specific song but i do know michael w smith and i did work a concert a michael w smith oh. concert at the uh six the amphitheater at six flags st louis I had, I had a summer job working concerts and i worked a michael w smith concert so i know it is entirely possible that you heard him play this song it is a big song in uh for in it came out in 1983, uh, but it, it also, I think, was covered by uh, different bands. And I remember, like, you know, being part of, uh, you know, a youth group and stuff. And uh, anytime, anytime, like, uh, somebody wanted, like, one of the fellow kids wanted to, like, sing a song for a competition, like a Christian competition, like, that this one was heavily in the mix. So I was very familiar with it. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know the inclusion of this song leads me to believe that Lee Isaac Chung probably did go to church when he was younger because it's, it's a fairly well-known song. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, not merely the time period, but also just, yes, this, the church as portrayed in Minari, I absolutely believe that this song would be playing in the background uh, because it was, it was kind of a new song at the time and a very popular one. So uh, again, I don't necessarily like the song, but, this song playing helped sell the reality. Not that it, not that I really needed it. I mean, it's Minari is not like a high concept film, but uh, it helps sell the reality of this church, which is something that does tend to tend to get to me. Like there's, I've seen churches and, and like certain types of Christians portrayed on screen. I'm like, I don't think that person has ever gone to church. Uh, and then yeah, I see this, I'm like, this guy has gone to church. Uh, because sure, he's aware like of this smoking. mostly mediocre song. Like uh, anyway. in movies, you could always tell. You can always tell. Oh, sure. It doesn't doesn't smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sean, you're up. Uh, okay. Uh, my next pick is from Emma with one M. Uh, oh, by Pablo Lorraine. Yeah. I think it's a 2019 movie by your estimation, David. Well, I saw it uh, in Toronto. Uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival in, in 2019. Okay. 
Great. So tell me if you remember. <laughs> um, the, song, the song is uh, Real by Estado Unido. Um, and it's, um, it's a dance montage, basically. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the movie kind of revolves around this character, Emma, who is a member of this, this dance troupe. And then her husband, semi-estranged husband, um, I don't recall his name, Gaston or something, uh, is, is the, is the teacher of said dance troupe. Anyway, things go from there. But it's, uh, yeah, it's basically just, it's sort of in the midpoint of the movie. And it's like, it's, uh, it's kind of like a music video. It's like them dancing around to the song, um, intercut with, you know, it's like her getting her hair bleached and her, uh, spoiler, using the flamethrower on shit. Right. Um, and it's just really, I, I don't even particularly, like Tyler's last pick, I don't particularly care for the song that much. I mean, it's not a bad song at all. It's like an electro dance pop kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it work, works really well. And it's, it's cut. It's all cut together really fantastically and it uh yeah great needle drop moment yeah yeah good um uh, i like that movie too it's um mm -hmm. i i recommend that movie i think with an asterisk for people because it's a movie that's about i think yeah. it's about depression a lot of it uh, oh, yeah. and it's about um uh, i think a, a woman who basically uh um processes or doesn't process her depression through sex and mm -hmm. so it's a um it's a it's a movie that has a lot of sex in it, but it's all sad. It's sad yeah. sex. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but I really like the movie. I like Pablo Pablo Lorraine. Uh, all right, for next for me, I'm going with uh, this is a, a huge hit. This song, uh, the movie was uh, I don't know how many people uh, saw it. It was a uh, an Amazon Prime original, but the movie is Julia Hart's "I'm Your Woman." And the song is Aretha Franklin's "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman." Um, and yeah, it's a it's a great song, but uh, uh, I just love the way that she gets it into the movie, which is uh, uh, people who don't know the, the premise of the movie. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan plays a, a woman whose husband is a career criminal. Um, he Something happens to him. She doesn't know. One of his associates that she doesn't know is like, you need to get out of the house and you and your baby need to be in hiding because people are coming uh, for you. So she's uh, kind of resentful of this, but there's a moment where she's sort of warming up to this guy who's now her, I guess, bodyguard or caretaker or, or whatever. And they're talking about the, the baby and she um, talks about what she sings to the baby to get him to go to sleep. And she sings, you make me feel like a natural woman, but she like does the like, Oh, like the, the the opening part where the backup singers are like she does it and it's like kind of like cute and you can kind of get why like a baby would find that soothing and so she's doing it in the diner at this diner di the table at the diner um and they're like the ice is sort of melting between these the, these two you can see them becoming friends and then and as that's happening we go from rachel brosnahan singing the song to the song actually coming in and the camera cuts to outside the diner and we see them through the, through the window is just, a uh, essentially, a uh, smiling and laughing couple of people. Uh, it's a really nice, uh, moment in a, uh, a really great song. Obviously everyone knows that, that song. All right. Next up for me, I wish this were not as obvious as it is. Um, but again, I haven't, I didn't see that many movies this year. 
Um, and it's a movie I don't particularly care for. Uh, but uh, Promising Young Woman has a few a few needle drops. Yeah. Um, hoping we don't overlap here. Oh, we okay. Might. Uh, I think we might. I mean, this this played heavily into the trailer as well, which is that uh, that violin cover of Toxic uh, oh, okay. by Britney Spears. Um, I really, I you know, I'm not a fan of the of the original song, uh, but I really like I like how assaultive strings can be. Uh, like they can just, I mean, it's something that obviously like Bernard Herman understood uh, when he uh, did the score for Psycho, and here just the the violin is just so there's just such rage uh with the way the song is played on violin and uh and it really worked for me even though again like i was already familiar with it because it plays heavily in, into the trailer uh but then when it shows up in the film uh it really it was really impactful because it comes at a pivotal moment in the story when our character has now is now going the next you know jumping several steps above what she has done before and uh and again i don't particularly like the movie that much but uh the use of this song and the way that it was that it was uh, adapted i think really worked for me uh yeah that's not i have a different one later from okay Promising Young Woman. sorry i i said boo a second ago i was not booing you tyler i was booing oh. the movie oh no that's fine but, but oh. i i assumed as much yes uh, i would boo myself but, uh, I would uh, boo myself all, for including the movie. I'm, uh, uh, I, I, I feel bad that no, we all three of us don't like, uh, here we are three privileged cishet white men, uh, who hey, uh, don't like get into this, it's an episode. Yeah. Uh, w with taste. I think that's the thing. I think you're leaving <laughs> out taste. That's the big thing. Y'all forgot about taste. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Sean, yes. Okay. Um, this has got to be on other people's lists, and I'm, I'm glad that I get first choice. So I'll go with Lovers Rock. I'm going to go with, I mean, there, there's, a few, there's a few big ones here. Um, but I'll go with Kunta Kinte Dub by The Revolutionaries. And uh, if you've seen the movie, this is the song that the DJ plays twice because the crowd is just vibing so hard and freaking out and loving it. Um, and that's how I felt. <laughs> My emotions watching that mirrored the crowd. Um, and it's just delightful. We'll, I'm assuming we'll talk about um, other songs later, but um, I've never seen... A, well, again, this is a, a, a literal needle drop. They're literally at a party. Right. Uh, there's a DJ playing music, but I, I've never, I've never seen something like that where, and maybe you guys can, can shed some light where a movie plays a song twice in a row. <laughs> yeah, uh, and no, it's still, it. Uh, it works and it's great. And uh, yeah, just the whole movie is such a joy, hmm. you know, minus Absolutely. the, um, yeah, minus, you know, that one part yes <laughs> i haven't seen it yet it is the last of the bp best picture nominees that i need to see so uh yeah you really should i would recommend it's like i would re i'm sure you've heard this a million times but i would recommend it to anyone yeah you know it's that kind of movie 
and it's only like 80 minutes right yeah um nice on the shorter uh, side yeah the uh the small x movies are full of of, of great music mangrove has a bunch of toots and the maytales uh yeah, songs uh, in yeah. it. yeah i wanted um, to i don't know if we'll do honorable mentions but i i i thought a lot about mangrove and with you know that came close to being on my yeah. list there's a lot of great but stuff. um well i'll continue the lover's rock thing next and i'll pick the obvious one which is silly games by janet k and oh, yeah. cast <laughs> um, right. yes uh because um by the end of the song uh, uh kind of it's kind of the opposite of uh, richard brosnahan singing uh <laughs> you make me feel like a natural woman and going into the song the opposite happens in lover's rock uh silly games um uh uh turns into uh an audience sing-along where the the uh sound drops out and the only accompaniment is the shuffling of their feet on the dance floor um it's really really beautiful and it goes on for uh quite a while um that's not a complaint uh i also i don't know um i should have looked this up is is silly because lovers rock i learned after i saw the movie is the name of a subgenre of like rocksteady mm-hmm. music um i'm guessing that silly games is a representative of lovers rock um uh, i'm uh, I'm, my I'm not sure yeah that's not uh, my, yeah um not my but, genre of expertise but yeah but so. i know the Lo- lovers rock is defined but it's mostly love songs mostly sung by women and mm-hmm. uh, in within the subgenre and that's certainly right. what silly games uh, uh is and yeah it's a it's a sublime moment uh in a movie full of them yeah since tyler hasn't seen it i'll just quickly shout out kung fu fighting that's also right. great it's also oh, a great right. drop in that and now you know every song in the movie, Tyler. All right, great. <laughs> not, not even. It's all it's <laughs> just kidding. all songs. Uh, okay, so here's the here's the thing. Um, two of mine are from the same movie, um, and so I'll just mention one of them now. Uh, but just know that the next one's going to be from the same movie because I okay. am my my last one. I'm holding off because it's probably my favorite. Um, so yeah, from uh, again a movie I don't care for, which is Birds of Prey. Uh, there are a couple. Uh, the first one I will mention, and I'll save the next one for later, is Barracuda uh, by Hart, which uh, takes place during a, a big uh, climactic fight in a, in a fun house. You know, there's there. I, I don't love the movie, but I do think some of the action sequences, that one especially very well done and you know uh being a uh, having lived in southern missouri and living and listening to the radio you become familiar with certain classic rock songs and barracuda was one of them and i i always enjoyed it and i feel like it's a really good it, it just has that uh that pacing that would be great for like someone driving fast but also really good for like setting the pace for uh, a fight and I think it really, uh, it really works for me. And I think it's a, it's, you know, it's it, the, the song is very well known. So it's not like it's a deep cut or anything, uh, in just the larger, uh, American song catalog. But, uh, but I, again, it's a song that I recognize and I thought it, they used it very well. So Barracuda by heart. Do, do you ever, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember that moment, but I also remember uh, sometimes, a movie a song becomes associated with a movie already and then someone else uses it i'm like well no this is this is sure uh and so for some reason um i always remember that in uh the the mcg masterpiece charlie's angels uh 
there's a scene where uh lucy lou is like undercover as like a badass like business lady and she's like struts into this huge like office with a like a business suit and like high heels uh to barracuda and so to me that, that I, I i i can't count it because that song belongs to Gee. of all things the charlie charlie's angel movie. Let, uh, put a stamp on it and lucky me yeah. i never saw charlie's angels so now when i go back and watch charlie's angels i'll be like no that belongs to birds of prey <laughs> yeah i think we, we actually talked about this recently on the podcast that um um in annihilation uh, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, is it Helplessly Hoping or hope, Hopelessly Hoping? I can never, I remember always forget which, way, <laughs> which one it is, uh, is used multiple times. It's kind of like in the flashbacks, it's Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac's like song, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it comes up multiple times. And I've heard it in like two different movies since then. And it's just like, what, what are you trying to do? Yeah, you're rejecting <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, all right, Sean, you're up next. Sure. Um I'll go with, uh, okay, in The Sound of Metal. Sure. um, My pick is This Love by the Commodores. Mm -hmm. Um, The scene is, uh, it's the, I I don't know if I need to, how much setup I need to do on these. So the, 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 the central couple of the movie, it's the, like, the night after a gig, they're in their, um, airstream or whatever um the main character is Ahmed. he gets up he makes the coffee yada yada um eventually he wakes up his girlfriend she's grumpy says okay it's dance time he puts on the commodore song they get up and they dance around um and again it's it's similar to lover's rock it's a very like joyful fun moment um in a movie that and you know, is not that, uh, for the most part. Um, but one of the things I like about it is that it, it's just like a nice character moment. And it's also, I also appreciate that they're like, they're sort of a a band on the extreme end of things. I mean, we only see them play one song, but it's clear they're, um, they're, you know, a fairly extreme band, but they, you know, they get up and they dance around to uh, the Commodores. Yeah. Just like, you yeah. know, not all metalheads or punks or whatever are, you know, blasting a uh, gizm. Uh, <laughs> I, and I only say that because he wears the shirt in half the movie. Um, the old Japanese hardcore band. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, it's just a great character moment and it kind of illustrates they have a well, they have a little more of a well-rounded life than, yeah. Than, that's yeah. a great pick. I wish I had thought of it, but it's, it's been, I'm going to say by about 36 hours, it's been even longer since I've seen sound of metal than it has, has been since I've seen Emma. <laughs> Cause I also saw that at TIFF, um, but before Emma. Um, but yeah, that's a great one. I love that. I was going to, if you didn't, I was going to call it that contrast between the music that they, we just saw them playing the night before and the, yeah. the sort of uh, warm, sweet uh, tones of the Commodores. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right. I'll go uh, with the, the, um, the other one that I was going to pick uh, from Promising Young Woman again, a movie that neither of us really, none of us really liked, but has music uh, throughout it. And I'm not, I was tempted to pick the Paris Hilton song, um, but I decided to go with uh, uh, a song that, unlike what we've been doing, I don't think I can describe 
what's going on see, uh, on screen because it's like right. the very end of the movie and i yeah. don't want to say but, I, I almost uh, said this one yes. yeah i have always loved um uh angel of the morning by uh juice newton and that um that sort of climactic montage um set to to that song is a uh, a, a great use of that song and, and like i said I, I, as i said on a recent episode like most of my problems i can't remember if this is a recent what what episode this was might have been a patreon or something but um most of my problems with promising young woman, young woman come down to the the screenplay i actually think yeah. there's there's plenty of good filmmaking uh on on display in in promising young woman and uh uh this montage um set to uh that song given what we're seeing is uh, a, a powerful bit of filmmaking yeah and it's not a song you would necessarily associate with the tone that i'm not even going to say what the tone is that uh with the tone of of that scene but somehow the the use of it, it, it like is like hell yeah and i won't say again what the tone is but uh no i absolutely agree with you in, in regards to the film i feel like uh emerald uh is it fennel or fennel i don't remember how you say it but um segway i don't recall exactly <laughs> but uh i've only ever seen it spelled out but the i i feel like yeah that script definitely feels like maybe like a, a first time script maybe multiple drafts but it feels like a first time script but as a director i think she makes some really great choices enough that i'm in, excited to see her second film uh the problem is that like she's at this point like favored to win the oscar for screenplay it's like no 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 this is the worst thing that's going to happen to her uh she she needs to lose that but then keep making movies anyway that sounds weird but uh you know okay wait did you um uh never mind um her she was her name came up uh like as often ha always happens like so, uh, these days someone makes like a a movie that's a big hit on the festival circuit turns into like a mainstream crossover and then the first thing that happens is they get swept Super. up by marvel or something sure uh, so it was some like superhero thing that that uh she was apparently in talks mm. with which is uh a bummer <laughs> yeah probably she has enough of us. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. Like whatever sense of style she has, there'll be maybe 12% of it on display in the film that she makes. Uh, okay. So next up, speaking of superhero movies, this is the other birds of prey uh, uh, needle drop. And it is a song that I absolutely adore, which is black Betty by Ram jam. I feel like such, you know, every once in a while, like people, sometimes people uh, will describe me as being from Missouri, even though I only lived there for three years uh, from 16 to 19. I'm usually very quick to correct them uh, because I'm an elitist and I don't want people to think that I'm from Southern Missouri. Uh, but every once in a while, like anytime Black Betty plays and I'm just like, all right, like I, I like cheer <laughs> up in that moment. It's like, there's the Southern Missouri. Like it was only three years, but it was a formative three years. And so uh, this plays when uh, Harley Quinn is uh, going through the, the police department shooting like beanbags into people. Ah, and it's a really bags. Was that? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, glitter, it's a, glitter bags or whatever. It's a really great sequence for a few reasons. One is that I don't particularly respond to the character of Harley Quinn in this movie. Like I don't like the movie suicide squad, but I think she, her character really comes through. Whereas in this, like, I, I don't know. I never really felt like she was a fully developed character, but that sequence 
and her choice to shoot colorful glitter beanbags at people uh, while this song is playing and just the, the joy, but also her being very serious, but not so serious that she's going to shoot actual bullets. Like, I feel like that tells us so that whole sequence tells us more about her character and who she is than any bit of dialogue or, or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, and incidentally, this this song is one that I tend to associate yeah, with, with blow. blow. Yeah, that's what I was um, going to say. Can you guess what my oh, my, of course, my Charlie's Angels is? It's Johnny Depp walking through the airport, right? Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. well used in in that uh, as well. Thankfully, I, I like the song enough that I won't uh, that I don't I don't uh, inextricably uh, uh, associate it with that movie, which I think is fairly mediocre. Um, but uh, but I think it's used very well uh, in in that sequence, and it's entirely possible that I like the sequence more because the song is in it. Um, but uh, also, incidentally, I saw maybe you you guys have seen it as well. Uh, I, I laughed out loud. I always laugh out loud when I see this meme where oh, yeah. uh, somebody took four different images uh, and put them together, and, and it just says "Whoa, Black Betty." And the first image I have it pulled up here. Oh, okay. Is, Let's say it's a, there's Bramble Jam. Bramble Jam. Rambatans. Rambatans. <laughs> Pam Balam. Uh, a, a woman named Pam Balam. And then the last one is Panda Lamps. And and i laughed so hard and uh yeah so now that i'll say that is now associated with the song and so now i'll laugh out loud when i hear it but anyway so that's that's my fourth one all right sean what's Uh, your final uh, pick those are two good picks both of those both of your last two picks the birds of prey ones have kind of like a swagger to them sure uh which i think is what the movie is going for Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I think I liked it a little more than you did. Sounds oh, yeah, like I liked it a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay, my next pick. Uh, I'm... Uh... I like how every time you're like, I see you're, are you, how many computer screens are you looking at? I feel like you're like, this is like draft day. You're like Kevin Costner in draft day. Yeah. Are you like a futuristic hacker? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm an IT guy. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I got all kinds of tabs. Uh, all right. Can I, okay, I'm kind of gonna, this is a little bit of a cheat. So mm, that's fun. You guys no, I love it. Shout it, shout it, bring it up. whatever, if you want to do, uh, I'm going to go with the nest, um, featuring Jude law and Carrie Coon, the gods. Okay. Uh, well, when you earlier, you said, I don't know if we're going to do honorable mentions. Oh. This is the first place on my mind went for honorable mentions. So this is fun. Okay. So the reason it's a cheat is it's kind of two songs. So, um, Kind of the climactic point of the film, uh, essentially. Uh, Carrie Coon leaves a dinner, goes off, um, walks into a random bar. Hey, another drinking song. <laughs> right. Um, she goes into a random bar. She gets a drink. Um, and Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat is playing. Um, don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, and that's a, that's a great needle drop as is. But the... The actual great part is it cuts from that to um, Don't Leave Me This Way by Thelma Houston. And she's like on the dance floor, uh, cutting loose, kind of, I don't know, uh, exercising some things. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I say it's a cheat. Uh, I mean, it's really the Thelma Houston song, but I think especially the cut uh between the two songs uh adds to the uh 
affect the effectiveness of those. David looks a little unimpressed. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm not unimpressed. I'm uh, down on myself that I didn't didn't think of. Oh. Of, of, I feel like this is why you're the guest for because you're better at this than than, <laughs> than, than we are. Because uh, I was just going to pick all the songs that the daughter plays in her bedroom, which is like sure. I, like I have Thompson those. Twins and, and uh, the Cure, uh, the yeah, Cure, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, psychedelic Furs, yeah. Um, uh, all right, so uh, my final one. Speaking of that era of of of, of music, I'm going with uh, maybe a divisive use of a song. Uh, goofy use of a song but um, everybody wants to rule the world but here's the fears in Tesla in which hold on maybe uh, you're about to explain I haven't seen the movie but is this not like a karaoke thing yeah I mean it's it takes place sort of out of time because obviously the movie takes place during Nikola Tesla's life which was before this song existed but there is a sort of like random scene that's out of t- the rest of the time of the movie of Essentially, Ethan Hawke as Nikola Tesla doing, doing everybody wants to rule the world as karaoke. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that even counts as a needle drop. If it's not, it's just the music. It's not. Uh, we're not getting the uh, uh, Tears of Fear singers. What's his name? Uh, his voice. Um, uh, it's, we'll it's Ethan it Hawke's cheap. voice. But uh, um, I, I love it. I'm a big um, uh, fan of uh, director Michael Almereta. I know he's he's divisive. This scene is divisive. This movie is divisive, but um, I couldn't ignore uh, uh, because there's not, you know, there's, I mean, you mentioned uh, um, Lover's Rock, but it's rare in a movie for just a full song to just play. And that's like, that's what's happening for that, you know, four minutes and 40 seconds or whatever. That's what's going on. Um, And uh, uh, I I like, I I like the, uh, it's kind of a flex to, (laughs) to just drop this completely nonsensical uh, um, anachronistic uh, scene um, that's just begging to be mocked. And yet I love it. Uh, Okay. So my last one is the last one. And the last one of the episode. I don't mention uh, you know what I, I'll say, uh, I did, I definitely enjoyed this and I would not be opposed to doing it next year. Um, All right. and, uh, my last, there are, there are multiple, uh, great needle drop moments in Spike Lee's to five bloods. Um, but my favorite is the song gotta give it up by Marvin Gaye. When the four guys have assembled, they haven't started on their, their mission yet. They're just celebrating their friendship and they're celebrating being together again and they're they're dancing to this song in a bar and you just see all four actors just just giving it their all and and we know we we go on to know and we have a sense of it before this that some of these characters are a little are a little broken and yet they are still they still have a, a real love for one another. And in this moment, like the, the tragedy that's going to happen in the story, the brokenness and trauma that has led up to this moment, none of that is, is in play. It's just this wonderful celebration of friendship. And I do feel like just in general, there are certain, I feel like when Spike Lee is, is working and this, by the way, this movie doesn't always work for me, but like he just put, he just whether it be rage or joy, like when he's decided to just portray raw emotion on the screen and just have an active camera and, and he's just doing whatever feels right in that moment. Uh, like there's nobody better. And this moment 
feels so like I get emotional when I see it. I get emotional when I talk about it because, you know, we've all had the uh, presumably like we've all had those moments where we're reunited with old friends. Maybe it's been a, f- a couple of years, maybe it's been 10 or 12, you know, 10 or 15 years, whatever. Uh, and it's, and we're just, everything is exactly like it was. And and it just everything just feels right. And in that moment, it's a great song in general. And they use Marvin Gaye. He uses Marvin Gaye in a couple uh, sequences. Uh, but this moment, because I pair it so much with the filmmaking and, you know, some of the some of the Marvin Gaye songs are used at a, at a in moments of sadness and that and they're used very well. Um, but to me, this one, this whole sequence and the use of this song really uh conveys like it's it's these characters just just feeling happiness and togetherness and it's maybe the happiest they've been in a very long time and everything feel all feels right with the world uh and so i love the song in general i like marvin Gaye in general um but yeah this might be a situation where when i hear this song or if this song is used in another movie it might belong to this sequence for me because it's used so well well, you mentioned friends getting back together. I think that's how we all feel about Sean being back on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, after over a decade. Um, <laughs> and I also, I agree with you, Tyler. This was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad. Uh, I really think we should add it to the, the annual rotation. Yeah. Um, unless Sean, uh, turns out he had a miserable time. Sure. <laughs> nope. Love you. Always hard to tell with Sean. <laughs> Not exactly an open book. <laughs> That, is he about to, is he about to give me a hunger or stab me in the in the chest who knows i'm joking sean you're my best friend in the world yes right. okay. uh, I, I had a great time i love music and i love talking about it and i love talking about it in the movies uh did you have any other uh, i i blew my honorable mention talking uh, mentions talking about the nest did, did you have any others um no, I did want to mention the five bloods because uh, that that takes a lot. Uh, uh, we touched on it a little, I think, but it takes a lot to use songs that are so iconic mm-hmm. in an effective way. And I think you know Spike Lee is one of those guys that when he's when he's on his game, he can mm. he can pull that off. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's I think it's a divisive movie or I've seen a lot of mixed reaction, but I did like um, Kajillionaire, the Mr. Lonely drop right, right at the credits uh, or right at the very last seconds of the movie. Hmm. Um, it's, it's sort of a romantic moment. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. I like that movie too. I don't, I, that moment is not uh, coming directly to mind or at least the use of that song, but um, uh, yeah, yeah that's that good was movie. it. Well, thanks uh, for being here and doing this. And this kicks off our uh, year-end coverage. Sorry. Here we go. Sean, did I I cut you off? (laughs) No, I just said thanks for having me. Uh, Had a a good time. Uh, Well, real quick, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. I didn't review anything this week. I'm taking... uh, I reviewed Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it felt good to be writing again. Yes, Zack Snyder's Justice League. you can find that review at battleshipretension.com. You can email us at david at battleshipretension.com or tyler at battleshipretension.com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at davypretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at tylerpretension. Tyler, do you have anything else to plug besides your review of Justice League? 
Uh, over at More Than One Lesson, there is finally a, a new episode uh, in which I talk about Sound of Metal, comparing it, uh, well, not really comparing it, but the companion film is uh, John Sayles' Passion Fish. And Sean, do you, uh, uh, do you want people to, uh, where, where can people find you if you want them to? Um, nowhere. <laughs> um, no? Not but, even Letterboxd? Uh, oh yeah, Letterboxd uh, is uh, shit. <laughs> I forget my username. I'm sorry. Well, I think it's okay. I don't know if we can say, uh, never mind. Hmm. Oh, it's Jouster. Okay. My old, yes, my old online. Oh, yeah. Jouster on Letterboxd. Yeah. This is the sec this will be the second week in a row that a special thing has come up because Wayne yeah. Fetterman brought up oh, a special Wayne thing. Loves uh, a special thing. Yeah. He, he, he brought it up last week. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, can Jouster I actually do have something AST to plug? Username. Oh, please. Which I've, uh, I've never done. Uh, I have a band called Spectre Exits, that's S-P-E-C-T-E-R, Exits, E-X-I-T-S. Uh, we have an EP on Bandcamp, uh, so give it a try. Is What's it good? This? Don't even have to buy it. It, it, it is good. What's the name of it? Is it self-titled? No, it's called We Have No Enemies. We Have No Enemies. Uh, yeah, check that out. It's probably even better than the letter bombs. I'm looking at it right now. I'm so excited. Whoa. It's a nice, uh, uh, yeah, nice design for the cover, by the way. Thank you. That's my uh, lovely partner, uh, who I won't name here. Good. That's a good call. But who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, lovely partner. Indeed. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks again for being here, Sean. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.